welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. We are back to do a talk on gratitude. With me, I have my awesome host, Dennis Porter. Are you ready? Boy, you sure know how to sugarcoat it, don't you? I awesome think you made thick. <laughs> wow, that is spreading. That's thicker than peanut butter. Peanut butter is pretty good, though. But I'm glad to be here. Pastor Jay, I'm really I look forward to this for a few days ever since you said uh, the subject is gratitude. It's it's awesome. I didn't know it covered so much uh, territory. It really does. There's a song that kind of started it all. It's the song Gratitude by Brandon Lake and that has become one of my favorite songs because it expresses truly what gratitude is mm-hmm. and how it, you know, I I love it and it's something that once I heard that song and then um, Sunday at church, they're talking about gratitude a little bit. And so it's been popping up a lot this week. So I know the Lord has plans with it. So we're going to start by praying and then we'll get started. Precious Lord Jesus, we come before you here this evening. Lord, we're grateful and thankful to be here and be able to do this, this service with you, Jesus, this study. And Lord, we just ask you to have your way. And Lord, as we go through this, Jesus, we pray that you will show us the things we need to read and discuss, Lord, and, and put it on hearts and minds that, that the people need to hear. Lord, as they listen to this podcast, Jesus, we hope and pray that many do and many get saved and many get uh, relief and get help. Lord, through this era uh, podcast, Lord Jesus, we're thankful, Lord, that you've supplied us with the means and the needs to do this, Lord, and with with each and everybody, Lord, who has stuck with us and stuck in this Jesus together. We just hope through uh, through you, through your through your guidance, Jesus, we will be a blessing to many, Lord. We pray this in your sweet, precious, holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So to start this, what does gratitude mean to you? Well, actually, that covers a whole lot, and and I would like to share with you my te- my uh, devotional. As I was looking through it today, it kind of helps, uh, kind of discuss it too. It's in uh, James one five, and it says, "If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him." You know, if all you have to do is is ask, why don't why don't we take that more to heart? You know, instead of being so contrary and stubborn about it. You know, I honestly wanted the same thing. Whenever I started doing the study on gratitude and what it means, you know, there's so much that has stood out to me. There's times that you wake up and you think, oh, I don't want to do this today. You have a lot going on, and you just you don't want to. You're just in that I don't want to move. Yeah. That I don't want to, I don't have to, I'm not going to mood. And to me that stuck out, it's God gave us another day. But how are we thinking him? How are we taking that day that's supposed to be about what God wants us to do, spreading his word and the things that he has laid for us on for that day. Instead, we're turning around and saying, I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate the extra day of life, the extra day to have a second chance at giving to God what is truly his. Yeah, and like you're saying there, Pastor Jay, and sometimes we just we just want to be hard-headed, and we don't realize it ain't just us that may uh, may end up in the roadway and get ran over by our smart attitudes, our, our sarcasm, our sarcastic ways of thinking, you know. Like I've said many times, being in the shopping line, you know, and you roll up there and, and somebody's having trouble. Well, your, your, your first reaction could be is, uh, 
why won't, why don't they just open up another lane or why don't that cashier uh, go take some schooling or something? That ain't the way to look at it, though, exactly. is it? It's really not. It's, you know, to me, whenever I heard the song, Gratitude, what stuck out to me is our words, the things we say, we fall short in God's glory. Instead of being appreciative and saying, I'm sorry, let me help you, or they must be having trouble today, I'll pray for them, or saying or doing something to make the situations worse. It expresses how we feel, what we do, what we say. And, and instead of throwing up our hands, you know, on Sundays, whenever we worship and the praise teams practice and they're singing to us. And sometimes instead of just throwing up our hands and giving it to God and worshiping, Amen. listening to the music and just letting the emotion of the music drive us. Sometimes we're just sitting there and sometimes don't even sing or don't even appreciate the kind of work that went into that service. Yeah, and, and that's that's exactly what you're saying. That brings back uh, 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 the pastor used to pastor God's Creek. You know, uh, not too many in the congregation ever. I was sitting in the seat. Would would like you said, throw up a hand, praise the Lord. You know, say Amen. But at the end of almost every service, this guy here, Bill, he would come to me and says, uh, "I really appreciate you uh, praising the Lord like you did." He said, "Sometimes I need." So see, it ain't always for us. And it's like you're saying nice. about the music, you know, singing along with the music. I've, I've seen how many times you look out there and you see everybody sitting with a gloom old look on their face. Are they hearing this? Or are they just somewhere off? Well, what am I going to have for supper when I get home? Or what, what, what am I going to do for lunch? Mm -hmm. Instead of being in the service, the brain, the body is there, but the brain ain't. We, you know, that's what, this is where this talk has stepped on my toes so much because there's times I'm, I'm just like that. I think, oh, I got this to do, got that to do. Like just naming things in my head. But that's not what worshiping is about. It's, it's to be in the moment, to listen and let God guide you. And sometimes that does mean throwing your hands up. That means getting excited. If you're going to dance, don't worry about it. It's what it's for. It's just to let it. your it. spirit flow. It's to recharge you. And to me, that's something that even on my walk, you think you have it figured out, but we don't. God, this like this talk, God guides us and directs us and says, nope, this is what we need to work on this week because we don't have this part down. So it's to show, to be able to, like for God to use us and to talk about Amen. it. Amen. Amen. And gratitude, gratitude comes from our Lord. And why, if, you, if you're holding back on gratitude and you're holding back on saying something kind, being being a kind person instead of being hateful and, and smart, you're holding back on what God has. And sometimes it ain't all about us. It's Choke really on our daggum pride. <laughs> spit it out, whatever it takes. Honk, big, you know, throw a big old honker out there. But let it go and and let God bless us so he can, so his blessings, if, if we ain't going to accept them, let them pour out on somebody else. Exactly. We don't realize just how many people are watching or paying attention to how we act. You know, I think about just what you said. I think about being in church and watching everybody else sing. Well, how are they acting and using them? And then you see them throwing their hands up and praising God. You think, huh, maybe I need to do the same. But God guides us. That's what he wants is to have that control in our lives. And sometimes what we do is for somebody else. It's mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. need our testimony. They need to hear what we have to say. They need to, for us to say thank you. Like we don't know what they're going through in their life. They they could be struggling and barely getting by. 
and our attitude, the things that we say and do, if it's a negative attitude and negative words and wisdom and stuff, I hurts them and they can end up giving up. Yeah. And that's not what God wants. Well, let me share this right here right quick. This is something I've read and I really like what it says. It says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we what we have into enough and more. What we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance. Chaos to order and confusion into clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of, of, uh, of our past and being peaceful for today for today and creates a vision for tomorrow. I like that a lot. Wow. Creates a vision for tomorrow. It kind of gives us heads up. And Jesus is all about warning us. He doesn't want us to get tripped up by Satan. So he gives us heads up. And, and, and like, it, like it said right there, it can turn chaos because sometimes it's, 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 it's your choice. I said that last night. I read that to you. It's your choice. Do you want to be messed up, tripped up by Satan? Or do you want to let God tell you, hey, look ahead because there's something coming up and I'll help you through this. Exactly. Um, I had read this a while back. And I, I haven't used it yet. And I think it's for this talk because I had written and it came to me one weekend just out of the blue. And so I paid attention and wrote it down. Man. It says, as we go through our lives without Christ, we are an open book full of flawed pages. Pages hard to read and full of hurt and pain. As we take a step into a life with Christ, we start over. Our book that was once full of hurt and pain full of flaws, turns into a book full of potential, pages that are now clean and ready to be turned into this beautiful book. We never forget the old pages, but our brand new pages is what matters, the ones who we are now. Let Christ write your story. Let him take you into a new direction. Your old story didn't work, and that's why you needed a fresh start. So take that fresh start seriously and open up to the idea of letting go of old ways and embracing your new story. That's what life is about. Letting go of what didn't work and accepting that we don't always know what's best for us, even if it's right in front of our faces. And to me, it expresses gratitude. It expresses being thankful, being thankful for a second chance at life. Because that's what, after you're baptized, you're accepting Christ, you're surrendering your life to Amen. Him. You're starting over. It's a second chance, a fresh yeah. start. It, it's, it's like you were reading it. It's, like, it's almost like opening a new book. You've been writing this book. You've been, you've been going through this book for a long time. And so far, you can look back, and you, there's, there's some good times with it. You know, it ain't all bad. But there could have been so much better and you can just keep a reading. You just keep a reading this book, and and it goes on, and it promises something great here in just a little while. But then, what happens? It falls apart. Well, Jesus wants us to open up this book called the Bible. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know something new. <laughs> open up a Bible, and he says, "I can promise what I'll write down here. I can promise you this. And if you read my red, my read what I've got in red, you may even draw a tear because you're happy, happy tears." Exactly. Exactly that. I love the way you said that because it is true. It's the Bible is such 
I've been a Christian since I was 14, and here I am 21, year old, 21 years old now, and I still learn something new. I can start from Genesis to Revelations, and I find new things out. Yeah, that's what's supposed to be our Bible. Is Some of us called, called it a roadmap, mm-hmm. which it is a roadmap from here to heaven, or some I've, I've, called, it a, I've called it a medicine cabinet before. Because you can read in there a lot of times, you can read and you get to feel better. And a lot of things today has come from the Bible. There's some new stuff right there, and something new coming from the Bible. Wow! Maybe people ought to open this up and actually look at it. Yes, that's we have even as Christians. You know, there's so many times I talk to people and we'll be discussing the Bible or just certain parts of the Christianity. And a lot of the times, they don't read the Bible. They, they pray, they do what they're supposed to, but they don't start getting on their knees and just some praying, letting go of the old ways. Sometimes they become a Christian and the old ways stay with them. And there's times that I find myself doing that, my old ways following to where I am now. But then, then this last Sunday, and it caught my attention when the pastor was talking about sometimes we can be Christians for a long time and still need to rededicate our life because we Mm -hmm. fall short of God's glory, fall short of the path that he had for us. We said, there's nothing wrong with rededicating your life. And so he did a dedication service. And then whenever we were talking about that, to rededicating, we do, we have to take time out of our day, out of our sweet moment, the precious time that God gives us. And read the Bible and don't read it with the idea that you're reading it because you have to read it with passion, with the wanting to know who God is. Because that's what makes a difference. And just reading it and reading it because you want to read it. Amen. That's exactly right. And and on the subject of what we brought up today, gratitude. Gratitude is also something that the Lord pours into your heart. He softens your heart in these hard times. In today's times, they are hard. They can be hard and they can be cold. But it also, in a Christian's life, like yours, mine, and everybody else who knows the Lord, whenever he softens your heart and you feel it, that's because he's doing it and he wants your attention along with it. Just like the other day I come over here, your mom was having trouble with bruise. And uh, he was sitting in the floor in there. Well, he's laid in the floor when I got here, and we slid him up and laid him sit back against the bed. And I could look at his eyes, and I could see that there something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And this is the Lord letting me know, hey, pay attention to me here. I need, I need you to listen to me. I watched Bruce, and he, his lips started quivering, and his, his chest started going up and down real quick. I said, Bruce, what's the matter? And I could see his, his eyes was tearing up. But Bruce was a strong man. He was no one not to show much feelings. And uh, I said, Bruce, I said, looks like you just need to, te- need to, need to cry. And he wouldn't hardly talk to me, but his, his lip and chest started doing that real bad again. I said, Bruce, I don't care who has told you if you cry, you're less of a man. I really don't care. I said, if you feel like just bawling, wailing, and going on, I said, do it because I got a feeling you might be missing Ruthie. Mm-hmm. I said, we all miss that little lady. But I said, if you need to cry, go for it. But he, he never, he would really tear up, but he never would really turn loose. But you see, that's what I'm saying about what we, st- well, the subject today, we got to be on the same page as, is our Lord. 
And sometimes that just means choking back your pride. We've talked about this many times. I hate to just keep beating beating a dead horse, but that's that's about it, you know. We need to just turn loose. And like I was telling Bruce, sometimes we need to just turn loose of our pride, our selfishness, thinking it's all God be me, 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 and let Jesus say, okay, because that's what that's what this whole thing reads about. And that's what it's kinda about. Letting Jesus rule and reign and control. Because you gotta look at it. He come down here and what he went through, he didn't he didn't write no well, if you feel like you know better, then I'll step out of the way. They ain't nobody knows better. Nobody ever going to know any better. So we might as well just get over our big old self and let him have it. That's the thing. That's with gratitude. It's saying, you know, we think being gratitude is all about being grateful and things like that. But it's there's so much more to being to the word gratitude. <sighs> because as Christians, we talk about this a lot. But it's so true. We We have to let go of... Our old self, the wanting to want to be in control of our life, to thinking we have to rule the roost and have control. And that's the thing of being a Christian. You surrender yourself. You surrender who you was before. You surrender parts of you that no one knows about. The flaw, the hurt, the pain. You let go of it. You surrender it and you give it to God. Like being baptized. Exactly. Because when you do that, when you do it with passion... When you do it because you know your way is not working anymore, there's a life that is so much better, so happy. Because Amen. control stops you from living. And that's where whenever we let God guide our lives, we think we're not living because we're on this task and we have to do this. No. When God has control of our life, that's when we begin to live. That's when we begin to see the world in a different light. And gratitude that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the emotion, letting it flow. When we sing, when we worship, and sometimes I do this in my car, I crank up that music and I just let it play and just sing it. And I have a terrible voice, but I do it anyways because sometimes it's what we need is to, when we can't express the what we want to say when we, when we know it, but we just can't say it. God knows what we're trying to say. Sing it out. Don't be afraid to have fun and to enjoy worshiping. But the thing about it is when you're singing like that, though, you got you need to make sure you got your wind up. Because if you get motoring down that road, and like I do, I get to singing, and somebody swerves off the road thinking they got a flat tar or a wheel bearing going out because my voice sounds so bad, you know. Make sure you got your wind up. Huh? Yeah. I'll make sure of that. I'll leave my sunroof open, but I'll turn my windows up and... Just me, just me and God, just enjoy. <laughs> yes. Along with what you're saying, though, I want to share this with you. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the, who is the head, that is Christ. And it says here, if, if you ignore or, under, or undermine the necessity of growth in your spiritual life, it will not be long. It will not be long before you start to suffer on a stormy sea of of disappointment or and dis and despair. There there must be growth and development, or your spiritual life will flounder on like a rock. Oh wow, that's the way to think about it. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's what we've been saying. You know, you can't ignore you can't ignore God. You 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 can. I mean, you, I I should restate that. You can for a while, 
But sooner or later, it's like it, it's like it says right here. You're going to end up finding out that you're sinking like a rock, and hopefully you got enough uh, you got enough smarts to reach up for that old hand to reach up and reach down and pull you out because you you just it just it just don't work. It doesn't work, and people anymore. You go on social media, you see these videos. People talk about just how much hate, how much sadness is in this world. It's because this world has strayed away from the life of God, strayed away from gratitude. Any before, just a couple of years ago, you used to hear all the time people were buying someone else's meal. They go on a in the line and they pay for the or the person behind them, and then it would just kind of keep on going, you know, paying for someone else's meal. And we no one does that anymore. No one takes the time to help someone who needs their groceries carry to the car because they can't do it themselves or someone just stopping whenever they someone has a flat tire and helping them put their tire back or mm-hmm. just small things like that that are acts of kindness to help someone who's in need no one does that no one shows great gratefulness you go um, for the holidays you people are like oh i wanted this and i didn't get this so my parents don't love me and that and just carry on and no they do love you they may not be able to afford these expensive items but that's not what that's not what's about that's not what the holidays are about that's not what life is about no it's not and a lot of what you're saying has to do also with being in a hurry mm-hmm. people don't want to take the time to be nice be thoughtful like they got to get somewhere in an instant no they don't if they would only realize stop like the old saying stop and smell the roses you know, sometimes a dog don't pee on everything. They do still smell good at times. So take time to just praise the Lord and say thank you and, and breathe. Take a breath and, and like you said, pass the buck on down. You never know. You never know what that might mean to somebody. You know, it might let somebody know, hey, there are people out here that still has a heart and still cares. That's exactly it. It's so much about the job, so much about the life and this extravagant lifestyle. And no, that's not what God wanted. Whenever you read the Bible and you sit down, you know, the Apostle Paul is who talked about gratitude so much. And um, in Thessalonians 16 through 18, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And that's exactly what I think about when I think about gratitude is in the darkest times of our life, rejoice. Pray on your way to work, on your way home from work, dream work, pray before bed in the morning. Find time to just talk to God. And in the times, in all circumstances, give thanks. And the darkest times of your life when you feel like you're on your own and no one's there for you. Give thanks anyways because one person is and that's God. Mm -hmm. There's always someone there in all circumstances because that's what God wants. That's what he did in the Bible. That's what he was doing for people is whenever he healed them. He didn't heal them because he felt like he healed them because he cared about them. He wanted to be there for them. And so that's what he did. Amen. It says, uh, it says, God makes resources available to us to assist us in our spiritual growth, such as fellowship with believers, Bible study, and good, and good deeds. But we should guard against those, ad, those aids becoming goals in themselves. These are simply 
the results of our of our relationship with God can never be a substitute for our faith in him you know there there is no substitute there is no there is no uh, straddle on the fence you ain't going to do something and if it don't come from the heart fool god well i did this jesus and it helped them so uh where's my blessing at you don't do something expecting something like that in return you do it from good faith and from your heart and let God pour the blessings out on you the way he wants them to. Because more likely, your blessing is going to be ten times what you did out of it from your heart. Exactly. I, I found this thing, and I want to read it. It's, thankfulness is a complicated state of being. When life is good and someone is getting what they want, it is easy to achieve. When life is hard and nothing goes right, it is hard to have a spirit of gratitude. In fact, for many people, difficult times or circumstances are the easiest excuse to justify ingratitude. And the Bible has so much to say about being thankful. And its message its message runs counter to its instincts of man. In his letter to the church at Thessalonica, the Apostle Paul wrote, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And I have this, and I wrote it, and I'm glad I did. I decided to ask questions that I think that are something that we need to think about in this life. Something that we should be thinking about. Because a life without Christ, we've talked about many times, is a dark life that you don't want to live in. But people still do. So what I have wrote was, will you go by in this life and act like God doesn't exist? Or will you surrender yourself let him dedicate what you do and how you live. And the reason I said that is because the decisions we make in this life, they matter. When we decide to have a bad day and let that bad day dictate us, the people we're hurting is not only ourselves, but those who is around us. And we could take that day and change it. And instead of saying, well, I just get mad and flail, we could just be like, man, I'm having a bad day. I am sorry. Let me go have a minute and I'll come back and we'll restart this. Or just taking time to just pray and say, God, I, I can't do this without you. I'm, I'm having a bad day. Let him guide you. And we have to ask ourselves, is life worth living without God? Or could we be wrong? And maybe there is another way. Maybe his way does, in fact, make a difference. Because we're not meant to live this life by ourselves. To live life without gratitude or being grateful. Because as humans, we have that emotion for a reason. So why not express it? Amen. That That's really deep. And like you're saying, human is not supposed to be, we were not supposed to be here alone. Even whenever before Eve came along, God came down to the garden and visited with Adam. Adam had the animals. You know, Man in general, man, meaning man and or woman, we were not made to be alone. And, you know, like, like we have Christ here now, our, his Holy Spirit. We would just, and I know of, of a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, guys that's went through divorces and, uh, and uh, it wasn't long. Uh, I, I would see them out with somebody else. I thought, wow, did you really give yourself time? And they just could not be alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like that's what you're saying there is, is this, we were not, and we don't have to be alone. The choice is ours. We can live this in a cold old world and just thinking this is the best it's going to get. Or we can trust in Jesus, follow him, 
if you've been going down that road for for however long you've been going down it, and it's just been a dead end after dead end, well, ain't it time to try something else? Exactly. Isn't it time to say, maybe I'm wrong and there is another way because that's because there is. Dead end after dead end is not how we're supposed to live. It, even God tells us that, that if we're experiencing those emotions over and over and over again perhaps maybe god's not in our hearts maybe we need to rededicate our life because for as long as i've been a christian yes i have rededicated my life because i knew i needed it because just like everybody we fall short of god's glory and sometimes we do have to admit yeah maybe it's time i redo this because it's asking god to come into your life to better you to change your ways to give up the ways you've been living because they're not working anymore and you know his ways do. Even the most elite Christians have to do that sometimes. And it's not because they're not good Christians. It's because that's not it at all. It's because they know their way is not best. And sometimes just asking God into your heart again is what you need to find that spirit. Well, sometimes, along with what you're saying, uh, uh, Pastor Jay, sometimes it's just a matter that we get stagnant. Mm-hmm. We, we've been going along for, for some praying and getting up and going through our day and coming home eating and praying, and we get in a rut. Well, Jesus knows this, and he knows how we are. So like like we like you're saying, we need to take time, rededicate yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, uh, we had a group of years ago come to the, the church there in Dover Hill, and he was a big old boy. He sang bass, and... Uh, and uh, they gave the altar call, and after uh, after he got done, after the altar call, he went up there and he prayed, and he stood up. He said, "Hey, just because I went to the altar, don't mean I'm backslidden." He said, "That just means that I needed to rededicate myself. I needed to get in communication with my Lord." He said, "Because I'm a singer, because I've been Christian for years, don't mean that I'm perfect." And he exactly. don't. I heard this. Um, it was just this last Sunday. The preacher is talking about how sometimes in this life. We, you know, we feel like God's not hearing us that we're, no matter what we're doing, we're praying, we're talking to him and we just, we don't feel him anymore. He's not in our hike. You're listening, you're listening and you're just not hearing anything. And sometimes when you feel like that, you think, oh, he's not here. You know, I messed up. And sometimes, you know, the guilt, if you do something wrong, that guilt's there. And that's God saying, hey, you messed up. And sometimes you get, like you said, stagnant and you keep on messing up and messing up and that guilt slowly is not there anymore. In those moments, rededicate your life if you can catch it because sometimes you need it. Sometimes mm. it's nice just to make sure God's there with you. There's nothing wrong with it at all. And that's where gratitude, be grateful for those moments because I've been to churches that don't have altars. Mm-hmm. That... They're non-existent, and you can't go and pray. You can't talk to God whenever you need to. And those times you feel kind of lost because you're thinking, well, this don't have it, so maybe what I'm feeling isn't valid. Like, maybe I messed up. But no, there is a church that does have them. We just got to find the right one. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys for listening. We hope that this helps someone to realize that you're not alone in this life, that there is something better for you. And perhaps maybe God's it. Maybe God's a path that you've been missing in your life. So definitely pray about it. And we hope this helps and see you soon. Amen.